Crime does not pay. You're crazy, Charlie. Plain, ordinary, and completely nuts. If it was a dame, but an old man. I save it, both of you. Old Joe's done all right by me. Sure, sure. But not half so good like you could do for yourself. Just what do you monkeys get out of all this? You get bigger, we get bigger. Okay, so what? We're doing fine. I ain't ditching the old man. Look, Charlie, the old geezer knew his way around 20 years ago. Not no more. His number's gonna go up. Next thing, your number goes up, too. I ain't so sure about that. Old Joe can take care of himself. And when he can't no more, then I'm gonna do the job for him. Now lay off, understand? I don't want to talk no more about it. That's an order. In the interest of good citizenship and law enforcement, we present Crime Does Not Pay, based on the famous Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer series of short subjects. In just a moment, you will hear Air Apparent, starring Philip Reed. Now, Crime Does Not Pay, starring Philip Reed as Charlie Kenmore in Air Apparent. The restaurant seemed highly disreputable. Perhaps it was the dingy neighborhood, the weary brownstone houses. The basement of one of them was the location of the restaurant. There was a dim electric sign over the area entrance. The windows with the elaborately twisted iron grills designed to keep prowlers out were dim also, gray with dirt. But inside, the glassware shone, the silver twinkled on the beautifully white tablecloths, and the food, for those who knew, was directly from heaven. Heaven, in this case, was the immaculate kitchen in the rear of the basement. Here, Charlie Kenmore found a job as a busboy. Here, Charlie learned many things principally through his habit of asking questions. Who's the dope at the table four? You mean you don't know? All I know is he eats himself stupid. He never goes home. Who is he? That is a man who knows how to live, not like us. Yeah, but what's he do for a living? He sits here, eats. Yeah, this I know, but who is he? Joe Molden. Never heard of him. You ain't been around long, huh? Why, he famous? For 30 years. For what? For liking good food? For that, yes. Also, for policy. Ah, quit talking in riddles. The numbers are right. Joe Malden, king of the numbers, for 30 years. For the love of mine. Busboy. Uh, yes, sir. I want to hear more about this. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Malden. Oh, you're new here. You know my name? Yes, sir. Can I get you something, Mr. Malden? Why do you know my name? Well, I... I asked. <laughs> Why did you ask? <laughs> I, I noticed, sir, you eat carefully. Carefully? How do you mean that? <laughs> like I might get myself poisoned? Oh, no, sir, no, sir. Like you knew what you wanted. 
And like you enjoy it when you get it. <laughs> Smart boy. I like you. Uh, thank you, sir. All right, I need some more butter. And about three more slices of bread. Yes, sir, right away. King of the numbers, huh? That's the business of betting on numbers? Yeah, why? I think I'm going to try my luck. <laughs> you lose your shirt. Nobody wins. Nobody, huh? How about him? You don't pay his dinner check losing on the numbers. Butter and bread. Hmm. Maybe I got an angle for butter on my bread. Charlie. Uh, yes, Mr. Malden. Can I get you something? No. <clears throat> yeah, sit down, Charlie. Sit down? Well, but I'll get fired. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a better job. <laughs> I like this one. I get dinner here. The food's great. The wine, too. Mm. Well, then all your life you don't want to spend hopping tables. Sit down. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I've been watching you, my boy. Me, sir? You knew it. <laughs> That's what I like. You knew I was watching you. I think you wanted me to. I like the way you found out about the racket and didn't play it. You're smart. <laughs> the playing in. That's the suckers. Very simple. Very correct. Charlie, you want a job with me? With you, Mr. Morden? I said it. One of my runners has an accident. Hmm. Funny. He gets too rich too quick for a runner. Also, my accountant says that particular district, it shows a drop in income. Runner has an accident. You want the job? It's open. Well, gee, Mr. Morden. Uh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, my boy. I think this fellow comes to see me. Oh, you want I should... No, 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 no. Sit still. Well, I thought I'd find you here, Malden. <laughs> Lieutenant Garrison, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Racket squad, eh? Sit down, Lieutenant. Join me. Uh, the Lieutenant and I have known each other many, many years, Charlie. Uh, thanks for the invitation, Malden. I've had my dinner. Ham sandwich and a cup of coffee. <laughs> what horrible things the law does to its stomach. Save it, Malden. You're in trouble. Me? Impossible. With all this good food, <laughs> impossible. No, no, not quite. One of your boys is dead. His stomach is full, too, of lead. Oh, my, 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 my. Which one? I think you know which one. Why? They'll try a piece of this veal garrison straight from... They serve veal upstate, too, Malden, without sauce. <laughs> Perhaps that's why I've always stayed downstate, Lieutenant. Well, I think you know which one of your boys got it, Malden. Because I think you gave it to him. Hmm. When did he get it, Lieutenant? Last night, around nine. Well, then it's impossible. I never start dinner until eight, and no civilized person takes less than two hours with food like this. <laughs> Malden, you're the only man I've ever known who eats his way to alibis. <laughs> Will you join me, Lieutenant? And find myself an alibi? No, thanks, Malden. But look, you might as well know it. We've got a pretty good idea how that runner was taken care of. Mm. The job was very close to a mistake. Someday you're going to make that mistake. We'll be waiting. Good night, Malden. <laughs> good night, Lieutenant. <laughs> Come to dinner sometime. <laughs> <laughs> nice man. <laughs> With an ulcer growing. He eats badly. A cop, a nice man? 
Ah, live and let live, Charlie. For ten years he's been after me. For ten years I've been after him. To eat properly. <laughs> I won't have that trouble with you. Oh, not with me, boss. You take the job? Yes, on one condition. Uh, you make condition? Only one. That once a week at least you let me eat with you. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> it's a pleasure to hire a young man who understands the joys of living. Okay, Wiggs, you want to work for me or don't you? Sure, Charlie, sure. Why not? You going in for yourself? Old Joe's let me have the West Territory. Don't he, uh, like you no more? Old Joe thinks I'm great. And why's he giving you the West Side? Don't he know Max Rush is moving in on that? I see Max. He's in off. Hey, you do all right. <laughs> I got a good teacher. Old Joe's system's been working for 30 years. No deals, just warnings. You warned Max Rush? <laughs> You're kidding. Am I? Funny how his car was full of bullet holes the other night when he come out of his dame's place. Hmm. Yeah, Max took that to heart, he did. He's laying off. <laughs> like old Joe says, sometimes the old-fashioned way is the best. <laughs> Charlie, you gotta listen to Roly. You gotta. Okay, okay, I'm listening. I ran into Max Rush today. He gave me a message. Keep talking. Max says the syndicate's moving in on this town. How does he know? He's already made a deal. Told me I should tell you. They uh, talked to old Joe, and Joe turned him down. That's war, Charlie. It means the end of us along with Joe. You want I should uh, throw in with the syndicate? And Max? We got no choice, Charlie. We got no choice. They let us keep the territory. We collect on everything, not only numbers. And we give them a piece, and everybody comes out ahead. But if we don't play, it's a ditch and a gut full of lead. No, nothing doing. I don't rat on the old man. You're crazy, Charlie. Plain, ordinary, and completely nuts. If it was a dame, but the old man... I save it, both of you. Old Joe's done all right by me. I ain't ditching the old man. Look, Charlie, the old geezer knew his way around 20 years ago. Not no more. His number's gonna go up. Next thing, your number's gonna go up, too. I ain't so sure about that. Old Joe can take care of himself. And when he can't no more, then I'm gonna do the job for him. Now lay off, understand? I don't want to talk no more about it. That's an order. Company, Charlie. Who is it, Wiggs? Max. Max Rush. <laughs> well, well. What do you know? Should I send him in? No, bring him in. Anybody with him? One gorilla. Okay. Rory stays outside with the gorilla. You come in with Maxie. Check. All right, Mr. Rush. Rory, stay out of here. Keep Mr. Rush's friend company. I got you. You, uh... You don't take uh, chances, do you, Campbell? Not if I can help it. Well, uh, you can help one chance you're taking. 
this a warning? You gave me one some time ago. Just returning a friendly gesture. Keep talking, Rush. Uh, I'm in with the syndicate. I think you know that. So? It's occurred to me, uh, when the old man dies, well, uh, you're his heir apparent. Like they say about the uh, sons of real kings. Maybe I am. And uh, you want to live after the old man dies. I expect to. It's not that way on the syndicate's timetable. Oh? What is on their schedule? Both of you. You got an out, the old man ain't. Hmm. Nice of them. What's my out? You show your good faith, you take care of the old man. Somebody's nuts in this room, and it ain't me. Maybe, maybe not. Just bear it in mind, kid. The order's out. Kenmore gets the old man and makes a good deal, or we get the old man and Kenmore. Simple. Like ABC. Or a slug in the gut. Make up your mind, Kenmore, and make it up fast. In just a moment, Crime Does Not Pay will continue with Air Apparent. Now we continue with Crime Does Not Pay, starring Philip Reed as Charlie Kenmore in Air Apparent. The pressure was on Charlie Kenmore, make no mistake about that. His two pals, Wig Snyder and Roly Auburn, could see no sense in sticking with old Joe Malden and made no bones about their feelings. Charlie checked around and discovered the truth of Max Rush's warning. Charlie had no peace. He could not make up his mind, but he knew he had a decision to make. He knew the power he was dealing with. Charlie tried to forget what was on his mind by having a beautiful dinner with old Joe. Uh, uh, cigar, my boy? Uh, uh, no, no, no thanks, Joe. But uh, cigarette, if it won't bother you. Have your cigarette. For me, a dinner's not a dinner without a good cigar. And extra coffee. Waiter? You know, it... It was a good dinner tonight. Our host is learning. <laughs> Soon he'll get so many customers, we'll have to find another place. <laughs> Hot coffee, Mr. Malden. Well, 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 you read my mind. Well, the boss, he says everybody's going home. It's after ten. On the stove, coffee the way Mr. Malden likes it. <laughs> In the cashier's desk, pinochle cards. Are... Here they are, Mr. Malden. <laughs> you see, Charlie, what it means to be a regular customer? <laughs> Do we close up the joint, too? Oh, no, sir. I have the key. I'll wait. When you go, I'll go. Hey, good. You don't mind too much? No, sir. I get overtime pay and uh, also uh, <laughs> good tip. <laughs> so everybody wins. <laughs> Very good. I'll call you when we need more coffee. Very good, sir. Hey, two-handed, Charlie? Uh, yeah, why not? Hmm. It's almost 1030. Hmm. Cut for deal. Uh, go ahead, you deal. I'll, I'll pour the coffee. All right. Uh, uh, hold the game a minute, Joe. I, I got to see a man. Uh, with George. Oh, uh, uh, back in a minute, Joe. 
Good. <clears throat> Good coffee. Oh. Wiggs, Raleigh. You want Charlie? He'll be right back. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, sorry, but it's got to be. The syndicate. No, no, no. Charlie! Charlie! Told you? We told him the syndicate. Let's go. Guy's got to live. He was an old man. He was through anyway. We young. Hey, did you get the waiter? What waiter? You didn't? Why, you four-star stupid. I told you the waiter. Quick, the kitchen. There's nobody here. Not a soul. He must have left. It's okay. Okay, okay. I there's a witness loose. That waiter was here. I ought to give it to both of you. Now, easy, Charlie. He couldn't have seen nothing. We'll find him for you. We'll get him. Of all the dumb. Don't you know yet you've got to check for witnesses? Now, find him. Find him here and put him away. That's an order. For now, let's scram. Like I told the lieutenant here, sir, I seen him. I seen him come in and pull their guns... And then I scram, but fast. You didn't see the killing? No, sir. I want to live, sir. Hey, you can't blame him for that, sir. No, I guess not. But it doesn't give me much to go to trial with, even after you pick up the men. We've seen him pull the guns. I know, but they'll have a good defense attorney. You'll say, how does my distinguished colleague, the district attorney, know that these men did not put the guns away again? After all, they'd worked with Joe Malden for some time. It might have been a practical joke. Some joke. Well, nobody'd believe that. A jury might. And legally, there should be a corroborating witness. But I seen him. Sorry. But stay in town. Uh, what? You heard the district attorney, Mr. Hunter. Stay in town. I can't. I can't. Why not? You have business out of town? Me, a waiter? I got no business in town. They know I was there. Charlie Kenmore knows I was there. You'll get me killed. You make me stay in this town. Sorry, Mr. Hunter. Leave your address at the desk, and thank you for coming in. But you got to... Pretend... I said we were sorry, Mr. Hunter. Good day. Okay, you said. But I'm the guy on the spot, that's all. All right, Lieutenant. Sergeant, man leaving here now. 24-hour tail. Reports every hour. Got that? Good. It'll be a little tough on Mr. Hunter's nerves. Ah, he'll be all right. Nothing will happen to him. He'll try changing his job, but they'll find him. And we'll find them. <laughs> Too bad. Joe Malden. Funny. King of the numbers racket. I always hoped I'd get him before the syndicate did. Am I getting soft, sir, or just a little old? <laughs> Okay, so you didn't find him yet. Where'd you look? The restaurant, boss. Chased the neighborhood, too. That's all? He never came back. Oh, I make a deal. I spend my time making you guys rich. We got a better deal in the territory than ever. And while I'm working for you, you can't even find a bum like that waiter for me. Well, it's a big town, boss. Sorry, Charlie. No time to be sorry. Joe never wasted time being sorry. He just sent flowers. Okay, find that waiter or you'll have flowers. Both of you. 
that you ain't going to be able to smell. What you want us to do? We're only two guys. All right, maybe you got a reason there. We got a big outfit now. We'll, we'll set it up. Give me the classified phone book. What do you want that for? Give me it. Here. Okay. Get the address of every restaurant in the dumpy parts of town. Put one of our men on every one of the meeting joints. Give him a description of this witness like I give it to you. They got to tell him, see? Find out where he holds up. When we know where he lives, we'll move in and he'll move out. Yeah? We found him, Charlie. He's working in a joint on South Midford. What shift? Night shift. He gets off around 10. Same as the joint you and the old man used to eat in. Only the, the food ain't so good. You go in? Not when he was there. Okay, that's better. You sure he didn't get wise? Sure. Okay, then. Tonight, tail him. And don't lose him. Understand? Yeah? He lives at 509 West Fulton. You sure? Well, he went in. He didn't come out. How about the back way? Wings covered that. The roof? Now, look, he don't know he's being tailed. Anyway, Wiggs saw him getting ready for bed through the window. No slips this time? You can give it to me personal if this ain't the truth. Okay. Get Wiggs. Come on in. We got plans to make. You case the joint top to bottom? Sure, boss. It ain't much. Real joint. <laughs> like you was born in? You and me both. No gay. And there's a dirty backyard with wash lines, a staircase that stinks from year old cabbage, a front door with a buzzer, and a trap door to the roof. Check? Double check. <laughs> you sure remember. So I remember. What's this place? Where is it? Third floor rear. He rents a back room in one of them railroad flats. And we got the family there to worry about. Every Thursday night, they all go to the movies. Together. He's alone. Until after 11. Good. Thursday night. Hey, you sure Jimmy the front door neat, Charlie? That's a cinch. Been doing it since I was a kid. Nothing to it. Ask Roly. Easy. Just a pen knife. You ain't got a knife, you ring somebody's bell. Only not on a job like this. <laughs> Nowadays we can afford knives. Third floor coming up. I can count to... Careful now. Don't want to wake the neighbors. Hey, where you going? Back door's this way. That'll open on the kitchen. We'll use the front door in case the apartment while we're at it. Quiet now. Flashlight? Right here. The door's nothing to it. Slip the blade of the knife in. Work it back and forth. Easy line. There it is. <laughs> Not even a chain to worry about. Shut the door, Wig. Quiet now. Remember, no guns. A slit throat is just as good and, and quieter. Nobody here except us mice. Shut up. You here breathing? Chain in that door. 
Our pigeon's room will be here. Hey, waiter, wake up. What? No, no, I didn't talk. I didn't talk. Hey, you're all right, Hunter. We got him. Let's go, you dirty copper. Ah, you want some of that Kenmore? Snyder. Harrison. I should have known. It was, it was too easy. You guys were planted here all the time. Gee, I'm glad you got here. You heard me breathing down the hall, Kenmore, but I held my breath in time. Now, you shouldn't have bumped off, Joe Kid. He was good to you in his way. You can't pin that on me. I wasn't there. Not even this bum can put me there. I know, but you tried to get hunted yourself. An attempted murder is as good as the other in this state. Take him away, boys, and take Hunter with you. From now on, he's a material witness, and we'll keep him where he's really safe. Lying does not pay. Philip Reed, who has starred as Charlie Kenmore in Air Apparent, will be back with you in just a moment. Now here in person is Philip Reed. The ability toward bitterness exists in everyone. Misfortune, frustration of hopes, dreams, ambitions can make anyone bitter. With some, an added ingredient makes a further change. The bitterness turns sour, and then every man is an enemy. All of society is the object of attack. Now this happened to Charlie Kenmore. What he would have been like had his life been normal and its growth is anyone's guess. But there were indications that Charlie could have been loyal. That he could have turned his organizational talents to better things. Instead, well, (laughs) society lost a possible good citizen and Charlie lost his life. On both sides, it has proven once again that crime does not pay. Thank you, Mr. Reed. Does Not Pay is written by Ira Marion and directed by Marks B. Loeb with music composed and conducted by John Garth. Technical advisor is Burton B. Turkus. The events, characters, and names used in the story you have just heard are fictitious. Any similarity is purely coincidental. This is Bob Williams speaking. (laughs) 